Episode 26. 26. It's it's late tonight. This is the latest we've ever... It's a uh, late taping. Late, late <laughs> taping. <laughs> it is a taping. We're taping it. Yes. Um, uh, Video Vampires. Uh, Matt is back. Yeah. Our friend Matt. Matt Black from mattblack.com. Is back. From untitledjamescameraproject.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, Check it out. We'll, we'll dive into a few things real quickly, but... Uh, what did you, uh, you saw, you guys both saw something oh, yeah. that I haven't seen. I've seen a lot, actually. So, the two movies that me and Matt both saw were Revenge and First Reformed. So, I'll start with Revenge, which is a, a rape revenge movie. I heard it's great. Uh, it is good. I, I thought I was gonna hate it. The first opening sequences, I was like, I, I really... I'm not going to like this. I think I'm going to be mad at the end. Like, I better feel validated. Because we watched that Australian, like, torture porn movie. Oh, and I, of Love, I, which I also heard is great. It, it is, but I fucking hated it. it. I hated the end. Yeah. It's, experience. it's miserable. This is a little bit better because you feel a, li- a little bit validated. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked a lot of the, uh, the things that the director put in there, which is weird because French horror is is so extreme, and she basically, in an interview, she was like, yeah, I don't really care, I don't really care about French extreme horror, I don't, she's like, I didn't really pull a lot from this, I, and you can see it, but she talks about Tarantino a lot, which I can see a little bit in each yeah. of her movies, but this was actually really good, I like um, that she, there's a lot of gore and violence in the movie, but she didn't focus on the rape itself, that's not, it's gruesome, but she didn't show it in that's a gruesome heard. way. She showed the violence and the revenge in a gruesome way. Right. Um, there are pieces of this movie where you're still, you have that feeling, you're like, oh, God, and you want to look away, and you're like, no, I don't like it. Um, in the end, though, I did feel validated. You, you, uh, it's... <laughs> I heard it's pretty, pretty awesome, yeah. I don't want to give anything away, because I don't want to... Well, yeah, don't, because I actually, it's one that I do want to see. I know. <laughs> um, we talked about it a little bit off air, though, and I was, yeah. I was curious why, because you, you said this before, that you didn't, that the, the beginning, you were like, oh, I, I'm going to hate this movie. Like, what was it about the beginning that made you think that? I think it was the portrayal of the girl when I first saw her come off the helicopter. She's, like, blonde and, like, sort of ditzy, and she has this thing, um, like, I love L.A. shirts, and she's walking around in a bikini, and I was like, oh, no, are they going to make this, like, her fault, you know, because she's, like, flashing around, but that's... Part, part of the, of the point. point, yeah. Um, and then also, I like that the director chose not to cover her up. Like, she didn't want the character to feel like putting on something was was going to uh, be her victorious moment, like covering up. She wanted it to be, like, her still comfortable in the way that she was being this, like, yeah, heroine. Yeah. And it was kind of also uh, exaggerated, but not too much. Yeah. Uh, which I also liked, because she wasn't, like, a super... Uh, hero you know she it was it was exaggerated because it's it's like gruesome and violent but it's not as like it's, um, it's the only movie where a person takes peyote and learns to do surgery yeah. on themselves uh, I, I, think I've ever I seen. like that that was incredible <laughs> well isn't that was how it works it, i was like yeah ayahuasca yeah. like isn't that but, how you get a doctor like doctorate like or become like yeah. a, profe- a medical professional you take peyote and, and learn how to do surgery how to, and, yeah um, yeah, no, I, I read an interview with the director as well where she said something to, along the lines of, like, what you were just saying, like, yeah. about how she was uh, intended not to have the the woman, as she becomes a warrior, like, cover mm-hmm. up and, like, shield her body yeah. and, and conceal her body. Because she was like, the whole point of the movie is that, like, her walking around in a bikini is not the problem. It's the, mm-hmm. the things that the men think that they can do to her because, because she's walking she's, around in there. Yeah. And, like, that shouldn't be a fucking radical thing to say. I know. But sadly, in 2018, yeah. it still is a radical thing sure. to say. And that's so, what's so shocking about the movie is you're like, yeah, like, she didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah. But, like, but our assumptions make this rape feel almost inevitable. Oh. And it, it's so repulsive. It's... And that part Her revenge is so satisfying you know yeah, it's like, that part on the when you know it's about to happen and you could feel the creepiness even before but he says something so casual like what is it about me that you're not 
that you don't Ugh. like. And it, it makes you cringe instantly, and you're like, no, this is it. This is like, I, yeah. you know, it's that small little piece of dialogue just really, ooh, you, every woman, I feel like, can feel that. And you're like, no, no. And, and the climactic fight scene is, is the best. Yes. Okay, let's say it's the best naked fight scene since uh, Eastern Easter, Promises. Yeah. You know, it, it's absolutely I don't know, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement. Cause On it, I, just, when you, you see it, wait. we should really talk about the naked fight scene. It's I incredible. Am, I am a it is pretty good. very comfortable with my sexuality to say that <laughs> that fight scene with Eagle Wars and yeah. Eastern Promises is uh, pretty rad. I, this is an outlandish statement, but it might be my favorite Cronenberg movie. Like, I fucking love Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises? It's yeah, so I like it, too. I, I like it I a lot. I love it, but it is no Vincent. fly. It's no Videodrome. It's not, but it, it's, like... It's I'm talking different. about as, as yeah. far as favorites go. I mean, like, those two are, like, the ones yeah. that, like, I click with the most. I also love History of Violence, but... I do, too. I mean, I mean, Another Vigo. good Vigo. Actually, oh, sorry. I haven't <laughs> seen anything past Eastern Promises. I used to see everything he ever did. What's the other one? And then one? I... Cosm- Cosmopolis. Yeah, I saw that. Map of the Stars. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. Map of the Stars is even worse. I, li- I like Map of the Stars. Did you really? Yeah, but I didn't like uh, Cosmopolis. Well, it's based on like, a book. What's his name? Don't Robert Pattinson. Well, Cosmopolis was, but I'm talking about Map yeah. of the Stars was based on a either a book or yeah, I think it was a book written by Bruce Wagner who wrote the treatment for Nightmare on Elm Street three really? and also. He also wrote the comic strip that the show. Do you, I don't know if you guys remember this. Wild Palms was. Do you remember that? Mm. Wild Palms was this, like, it was, like, a, the other network's answer to Twin Peaks, and it was, like, Oliver Stone was, like, the producer. What? And it's this really, biz- I mean, it is fucking wow. out there, but it's this really awesome, like, weird, trippy, um, like, miniseries that was, like, I mean, it was, like, 16 episodes. I can't remember you how many. You gotta put a link up for this, because this I is... I will. This I know, is, yeah, we should. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to watch this. I, I, it's fantastic, and, like, it's one of the few things with Jim Belushi that I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But Jim Belushi, uh, Robert Loja, um, uh, God, who else? Um, Fred Savage as an evil kid. I mean, it's... Ooh. But it's, like, this, like, weird, like, like sci-fi, cyberpunk, um, fucking like attack on Scientology and like all weird oh, like yeah what? it's really rad that's interesting it's like crazy blurb I have so, to see the show yeah and, and he wrote this comic book strip called Wild Palms and they made it into a TV show so that's why I was interested in Map of the Stars because I was like I kind of dig Bruce Wagner and then yeah. also this movie has been they were trying to make it for over a decade at this point I had heard about them trying to make this for a long time So when it, but when it finally happened I was like I'll give it a pass and I'm just like, what? it's Cronenberg. It's something I was looking forward to, but I haven't. I just haven't been feeling him. It's also weird yeah. that like, he did like that kind of like you know he did like uh, History of Violence, Eastern Promises, and then like the fucking Freud movie or whatever. I didn't see oh, that. Like, oh, oh wait, like, I remember that with Karen yeah. Knightley. You know, yeah, he's, he's arc- I I like that one. I, I didn't I didn't see it, but, but you definitely feel like you're okay. Like he's arcing his way out yeah. of like yeah. you know kind of like his niche and into mm-hmm. like prestige films or something, and then he makes uh, Cosmopolis and Map of the Stars, which. In, I mean, we're both fucking garbage, but yeah. like, um, <laughs> like it, it, it's really astounding. You know, you're like, what, 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 how did this, how did this happen? It's just like a complete, you know, it's a good training. Well, I mean, I, that's the, I don't know, though. I know a lot of people when his, I mean, we're getting way off topic, but History of Violence it, a lot. is very much a Cronenberg film for well, me. Like, I still feel like that, that fits. If you watch yeah. his stuff and History of Violence, like, you can see, like, people well, are like, oh, it's so not Cronenberg. And I'm like, I yeah. disagree. I think it's so Cronenberg. Yeah, the script is dog shit in a totally different way than Cronenberg scripts are usually dog shit. It's weird. <laughs> you know, like, because it makes sense, but, like, it's just really obvious and stupid in a lot of ways. And yeah. I feel like the, like, the other Cronenberg scripts, you're like, oh, hey, there's some really amazing images and some really amazing set pieces in this thing. But, like, in terms of, like, logical co- coherence, it's sure. not, like, it's, you know, synopsize Videodrome for me real quick. Oh. Don't do it. Yeah, no, I know. It's very difficult, is, is the point. Uh, James Woods was cool at one point. That's, that's my synopsis. <laughs> he did the uh, Okay, job. okay, you're right. Um, uh, Schrader's f- film. So, yes, mm-hmm. first performed, which me and Matt both saw too. Uh, I loved it. I loved all of it except the end. I still don't know how I feel about it, which I won't. Don't spoil that. Yeah, we're going to do a spoilers free or we're going to do a spoilers review of First Reformed here? Because it's a very easy movie to spoil. We can alert. Yeah, we can. Go ahead. Just go ahead. I'm not going to. Okay, but we can. So if you don't want to spoil, pause this and move a little bit forward. Um, But I I loved it. First, I liked the aspect ratio when you see it. It's like 1.37. Sure. 
which is like a box. It's yeah. just a square, which is very a narrowing experience, which I really liked. I really liked it. Also, it's so old New England, and it's like gray and dreary. It's snowing. Um, well, it's actually New York, but right. <laughs> but you know, you have that that feel of of um, misery. Ethan Hawke, I think, is very good. And it, and he's been doing like uh, you know that's not a sentence I would have expected you know, to hear he, in twenty eighteen. I feel like he's great. And he, I did you see Predestination? No. That stood out recently. It was it's a few years old now, but it's a science fiction, and he's really good in that. And that kind of brought me back to like liking Ethan Hawke. And this is great. He's great in it. Amanda, what's her name? Seyfried. Yeah, she's whatever. She's whatever in everything I've ever seen her in. Um, no, I really liked it. It's it's like. All everyone compares it to Taxi Driver. I think anyone compares anything like this that to Taxi th- Driver because it's an like alienating, so isolated, it like and because well, that's descent. His, that's you know? his shtick, though. Like Paul Schrader, yeah. has that like I, you know, it was a uh, Taxi Driver, Light Sleeper, yeah, you know, American Gigolo, I yeah, say. yeah, 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 and then now this, where it's like they're all like he he has a, I can't remember what he called it, but he has a certain phrase for like the type of movies that. The, yeah, the, these specific ones that he makes and uh, dark. Yeah, um, well, there's also talk about him like this is like you know his early influences because you know he, before he was a yeah. writer he was a film critic and he wrote this book in like his twenties about Ozu Dreher and yeah. Brisson, uh the transcendental film style or some bullshit. It's like a long boring title and uh, uh, he kind of like discusses these filmmakers uh, as a sort of a, a, a group and. This movie very much feels like the first half of it mm. is like paying homage to this thing, you know, yeah. it's like fifty years ago in his in, in his in his in his like, you know, relationship to cinema or whatever. Um, but then it's also like the premise of it is just Winterlight. It's <laughs> it's just Bergman's Winterlight. Like um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like like in Winterlight. There's like a a suicidal man who's obsessed with uh, the atomic bomb comes to a priest who's kind of like losing his faith and has, has a dwindling congregation. And his wife, com- the the parishioner's wife, comes and says, "You know, come talk to my my husband, please. He, he, you know, he's he's having these horrible thoughts or whatever." And that is the exact same setup, except for instance, sure. they, they supplement uh, or they they substitute um, environmentalism for, for yeah. atomic bomb fears. Uh, but other than that, it's like it's the exact same movie. And sure. I was like, I was just like. Oh, oh! Thank God! Like I, I hope he just does this weird <laughs> paraphrase of Winter Light, and, I, and and you know he's such a Brasonian. I was, I was like, oh, who is that? And Diary of a Country Priest, because like Ethan Hawke is actually writing in a diary throughout the film. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really want to watch that movie, and I hope that's what the movie is. And for like the first hour, it is, and you're like, cool. And then it turns into Taxi Driver, and I'm like, kind of, like, I don't yeah. know. Like it feels like you kind of just fell back on the thing that you always do, and like. I don't, I don't know if I buy it. Like, I yeah, that's the only part I liked it up until up until the end. Mm-hmm. But, like, but I still don't hate the end. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, but you, I still think I, it's very solid. Yeah. I think it's probably one of my favorites so far. And you and I were talking about this, Matt. But like, Schrader is just a miserable dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I think that makes me like him more. Yeah, than but it your makes stories it, of him being a miserable prick. Yeah, it makes it harder though because I feel like all of his movies are variations of. I'm really sad yeah. and I'm really miserable. Yeah, but I like that. Okay, but okay, like, I you, like Sad and Miserable though. Sure, but do you still like Morrissey's albums? Like. His newer stuff? But did Paul Schrader come out and be like, I am a racist? <laughs> um, I mean... I don't know if you've seen Blue Collar, but oh, yeah. like... Uh, or, or actually, like... Okay, so I, I took a class with Paul Schrader uh, at Columbia, and he definitely used the N-word more than once... Really? ...when talking about Blue Collar. And it, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that, like, Paul Schrader is an old-school motherfucker, and he does not, like, I don't... I think he... I don't know. Like, it wouldn't be surprising to me if Paul Schrader, like, listened to Jordan Peterson videos on yeah. YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of dude he is. He's, he, he's a fucked up guy. Um, and I don't think... I don't think this movie is retrograde in that way, but I, I, I guess... I, I had seen Last Temptation of Christ recently, which... Oh, for yeah, some, we watched it. Yeah, for some reason, I, yeah. was, I was always like, this is my favorite Scorsese movie, and I'm not quite sure I why it. I held that belief, but we watched it again, <laughs> and I was like, this is definitely not my favorite Scorsese movie. I love that but movie. that movie feels like a, a genuine interrogation of religious yeah. experience. Yes. Of the idea yes. of religious experience. Yes. And, like, I was really hoping that, that First Reformed was going to be the same it thing. It was gonna, I guess... It's not really, is no, it? No, it's not. You know? It's not. But, but in fairness, like, Last Temptation of Christ, um is an adaptation of somebody else's work. Yeah. So he's, it's it's the right person adapta- adapting the right 
book. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like that's the thing about Schrader is that like he's always good. He's always better with a filter. Whether mm-hmm. it, usually in this case Scorsese, you know, like Taxi Driver. Yeah. I don't think that's all, that's clearly not all Schrader that makes that movie. It's Scorsese. It's, it's De Niro. De Niro yeah. You know what I mean? Um, hardcore was really great. But, I mean, it has a really weak third act, but, um, at least I think so, but what makes hardcore work isn't the director, isn't Schrader's directing, it's fucking George C. Scott, mm. who, as crazy as he was, and as much of an asshole as he was, fucking, I mean, he was good, he made Angus a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, uh, he's, that, 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 I, I don't give the credit to Schrader, and then Cat People... Okay, maybe, you know, because he takes something and he, he takes, like, the, this movie that was very famous for being, like, subtle and suggestive, and he just goes, no, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna suggest anything in Cat People. Oh, and I'm gonna have Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's never Schrader as much as it's Schrader with the right person. Because you put Schrader with Brett Easton Ellis, you have the Canyons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or, or you're even bringing out the dead, which is like just taxi oh, driver yeah, redux, yeah. you know, with an yeah. ambulance driver. Also written I by watched that recently. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, and like, I, yeah, I, I do love Last Invasion of Christ, though. It was my favorite, but now After Hours is my favorite Scorsese film because I'm just like, this is the weirdest, most unScorsese Scorsese film. Like you watch it and you go, yeah, this isn't. Is this Martin Scorsese? Then you see those certain moments and you're like. Oh my God! This is him through and through. Yeah. But it's still so different from what he. It's not about gangsters. Yeah. It's not. Chi Chong is in it. I mean, it's like a very. It's fucking. <laughs> I love After Hours. It is such a rad. It's a great horror movie that happens to be funny too. Um, yeah. But uh, I never. I haven't seen either of those films yet. <laughs> I know. I, I saw Deadpool. Did you see Deadpool? I did not. I've just been yeah, binge. It's kind of. I liked it. It's funny, but like some of the jokes are old, and I think I also just didn't care. But, but Cable is cool. Cable, Josh Brolin as Cable is great. But shout out to Zazzy Beats is the fucking amazing character of that movie. I feel like um, it's like... Who? What? Uh, Domino. Oh, Domino. Domino. She, yeah, she's in Atlanta. Um, yeah, yeah, she was great, but like it's still kind of... Ryan Reynolds sarcasm I'm just, show. I'm just over it. I'm over all the. Yeah, I'm kind of over it too. I think maybe I, sh- I should have. And I know you guys are going to see but... Solo tomorrow, and I'm just I'm over that too. I'm over yeah. the same, especially with with Star Wars. Like I I'm saying to you that, before we recorded. The only thing I'm excited about is uh, Donald Glover as Lando. Absolutely, but unless he's doing This Is America in the movie, <laughs> I don't. It's like it's like again I said. This I heard they're going to give him a Lando movie, which is kind of cool. That's what I want. Okay, yeah. I was saying this before. Yeah, let's we'll skip to the Lando. Fly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're like, Ryan Johnson's made a good one, so let's give him his whole other trilogy. Yeah. This, let's give him a different trilogy. The, my problem is, and I said this before we were recording, is that, like, I, if you had told me 10 years ago or 15, 20 years ago that there were going to be a Star Wars movie all the time, I would have been, I would have loved it. But now yeah. I'm older, I'm like, I, you know, I'm gonna, I go see the fucking main trilogy ones because I'm like, I have to fucking see those. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I'll go crazy if I don't get to see those. But they're telling this, like, Rogue One. It's good. It's good. I like Rogue One. I think Rogue One is better than the other two. Yeah, Star Wars it is. Wasn't that Tony Gilroy who wrote that movie? Is it? I don't know, but it's the same. Yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's the same <laughs> fucking story. Like, at one point, they were going to do, I remember this was like 15 years ago, they were going to do like a, a, a show, a Star Wars show that was going to be like, oh, yeah. they pitched it as the Sopranos in the Star Wars universe. I'm like, that I want to see. Of course. Because I'm just, I'm tired of seeing the same stories in the same universe. I'd rather see... I want to see the Lando movie because I want to see how does this guy, this yeah. smuggler, become like responsible for an entire city <laughs> of people? Because I don't think, in my mind, it's not an action movie. It's this weird political drama. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's I want to see different types of stories in that universe, not the same fucking, you know, hero's journey or action. I want to see like I want to see the crime movie. I want to see the horror movie in the Star Wars universe. You know. Yeah. Um, we were me and Steve were talking about that earlier today. Like of like he wanted to see like a haunted house movie. I want to see the movie Sorcerer. Have you ever seen Sorcerer? Yeah, the yeah. Freaking one? I want to see that in the Star Wars universe, like them piloting X-Wings that can blow up at any time and having to like have like this like, you know, psychological and emotional traumatic like discussions back and the forth. The Wages of Fear. Yeah. I want to see the Wages of Fear yeah. in Star Wars universe. I don't want to yeah. see these fucking like... <laughs> I feel like there was like that weird subplot in Last Jedi though that was like the Ocean's Eleven of Star Wars, right? Yeah. You know, like the Which subplot. I hated That's... that. I hated the the actual... 
I hated, like, the whole, like, oh, God. Because it, it felt like a video game. It was like, this is that, that video game part where you have to, like, it makes you do something really stupid and boring <laughs> that it kind of takes you away. But I loved Benicio Del Toro's character because yeah. I was like, this is what I want to see is that, like... I love Benicio. He, but, he, but the whole idea but, of, like, him the, being, in like... In a video game, you would actually get something from that subplot and then it would be useful <laughs> yeah. in the main storyline. But they just go there and they're duped. Yeah. And, and like, it, the whole subplot is pointless. <laughs> and, like, that is kind of, like... That's kind of ballsy. I don't know. I kind of, like... Uh, I, at first, I was like, that seems wildly I logical, the, but... I thought the only thing ballsy that they... That, and I, I, I think it was ballsy, but I think the only reason why is because it introduced an element of, like... Benicio Del Toro's character is basically being like, hey, there's, it's not just good and evil. There's gray areas all... And I'm like, finally, in the Star Wars universe, yeah. we have, like, hey, you know... To the other people, the, the rebels are the bad guys, and to these guys, the empire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was cool to me. Yeah. So if we had to go through all that bullshit just to get to Benicio Toro saying that, I'll take it because totally. it was something new and fresh. And I almost wanted to be like, "That's the movie I want to see." And I feel like the climax of the movie sort of paid that off. To yeah. Some yeah, you know what I mean? Like they were, they were, they followed that through. And and I don't know, like I, it's like one of those things where it's like I like Ryan Johnson's movies, other his other movies so much that I'm like willing to give mm-hmm. Last Jedi a second look. To be like, wait, maybe there are some things I missed. Because I, I didn't love it the first time I saw it. And it's, it's grown on me. Um, but, like, you know, I, I think you're right. Like, I think the auxiliary movies, the Rogue Ones and stuff of the world probably don't hold up super well uh, on second viewing. But, <laughs> but I mean, I think it, it allow me to, without being just, like, you know, uh, argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. But, like, I, my case for seeing um, these superhero movies and seeing these franchise movies is that, like, you don't get to make, like, a big director doesn't get to make like a multi-million dollar spectacle movie unless it's under the umbrella of a franchise nowadays. Sure. So like yeah. if you want to see a cool filmmaker making something cool, like, you know, I, I heard Patty Jenkins talking about how she's like, I always wanted to make Casablanca, but I couldn't make Casablanca, so I made a war <laughs> movie love story inside of a comic book movie. Yeah. And like, that movie fucking rocks, and those elements of it are fucking great. And so I think that is the reason why you see these movies. You know, to see the the upper echelon of filmmakers making stuff at the highest budget point. You know, but that's the, with, worth seeing. The way I feel about all these, like, these franchise movies, though, these comic book movies, these Star Wars movies, it's like, you know that person that you, everybody knows this person who says, like, oh, that person's my best friend. Oh, that person's my best friend. Oh, that person. And it's like, you know you've said that so many times that you've diminished the phrase best friend. Yeah, it's I feel oversaturated. Like, you know, and that, that, that was my problem with Black Panther, why I didn't want to see it because... I'm glad I did, but I was like, Black Panther was fucking great. That was a, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. I'd say it's in my top three. I wish Black Panther had just come out, and then we waited much longer for Infinity War. I wish that Black Panther had had, like, a lot longer of time to stand up, like, on its own legs, as opposed to being like, okay, great, we've established this, we've gotten you amped, great, two months later we're gonna do Infinity War, and it's like, fuck, I'm just getting over how awesome Black Panther was, now I have to fucking, like... I just it's it's ruining the uh, this the feeling of like ex- of awe and excitement because it's just like oh I think maybe for some maybe for like the nerds because it still did like a billion dollars yeah. you know what I mean oh like, I know people I are agree. seeing it but you would think that that would be like it's almost like the, they're catering to an appetite yeah. that you now have that it's comes from TV supply and demand yeah. where you like where yeah. you're like, okay like I want to binge this thing like I want to I, I want to watch I want to go yeah. watch yeah. Two, like, you, know, you, know, you and I were talking about Exorcist like watching two seasons of it in, 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 a, in a week or whatever I mean like you, you want to be able to do that and I think that having this constant sort of supply sure. every couple of months of a Marvel movie or every couple of months of you know big franchise temple you know yeah I mean it, it, it makes sense to me as a business model it also makes sense to me as like a valid form of art. I do think that we're going to look back at this, like, whatever, however many years it's been since Marvel's been making these movies. Ten? Fifteen? What, this, like, Avengers cycle? This has been, like, a a good decade. I think it's, like, three cycles of Avengers movies, actually, that we're in right now. But I think we will look back at certain of them and be like, these are very good movies. Like, like I think we'll look back at the Taika Waititi movie, we'll look back at the Thor movie and be like, this is is very good. They are good. The Taika movie I don't think there's any... I don't think I've seen a Marvel movie that I thought was bad. I think Marvel... I mean... Marvel has nailed it with, like, the comic book movies, like, for there's sure. There's some, like, filler movies, but... But they're still enjoyable. Like Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. Even the Spider-Man movie, which was directed by the guy who made, like, Cop Car, and you're yeah. like, how on earth Spider-Man did this guy movie. get this giant yeah. movie? And this movie is... F- and, like, I wasn't even going to see it, because I was like, I saw the three Sam Raimi ones, and yeah. the two, Ugh. you know, Andrew Garfield yeah. ones, and I was like, I'm done. I don't. I never Seen really Spider-Man, liked Spider-Man yeah. that much. But, like, the fucking Spider-Man movie from, whatever, two years ago or whatever is incredible. 
Yeah. yeah. Last year? Yeah. So fucking good. I love that movie. It's like one of the best teen movies that have come out in five years. And, and, and like Infinity War, I mean, like, what I, one of the things I think was so great about Infinity War was that anybody who's even, like, like glanced at that, at the, that comic book knows what happens at the end of the story. Yeah. And they also know what's going to happen later on. But yet, they did it so well that you still felt every... The loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, You know, but I'm like... But the back of my mind, I'm like, I know this is bullshit because I know that this person's going to be back, this person's going to be back, and it's great. Yeah. That's how good... I'm I saying feel like everyone kind of Marvel, Marvel nailed it. I'm just... I wish it was a little bit more paced, you know? It is two and a half. It was like... It's, it's <laughs> a lot. I'm talking about like, their release, the releases of all I don't think so. I I honestly... I've seen that movie three times. No, no. I'm not talking about, I feel like the pacing is fine. I'm not I talking about the pacing of the movie. You I'm just about the, said the pace. I'm talking about the pacing uh, of Marvel's of like output. Uh, you know, they're like... They're like Black Panther, Infinity War, uh, and then we're gonna... Have that's Ant-Man. impossible, though. It's already been ten years, and how many freaking movies do we have? I also want a big franchise movie every every weekend. You know what I mean? Like every I, 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 there's I'm like a, one. I'm a movie pass holder. So yeah. Like, I want there to be a big movie every weekend. And there's so Otherwise, many characters. I'm gonna be pissed a little bit. Yeah, I want my movie pass money's worth. Oh my god! Are there some weeks Joke where I don't have it? Right? Are there some weeks? Where, oh, you, you fucking arc light. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm a creature of comfort. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's that much. Um, real quickly, <laughs> uh, Matt, would you want to plug any? projects that you've got? I mean, is it ready? Is it ready to talk <laughs> about? Um, not really. None, none of them are... They're all in some sort of, like, uh, development hell phase uh, where it's hard to talk about them, but... But yeah, I mean, like, you know, seeing the cut of the of a movie that we wrote was really exciting, and I'm, I have high hopes for, for what is going to happen there, and then, um... Yeah, I don't know. A couple of TV projects that are in the works, but yeah, it's just like, uh... Yeah, it's, it's the way things are here, where, like, you can't talk about something because, yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're, you. like, you're like, I'm a writer, here's my business card, but, like, you can't see anything <laughs> yeah. that I've written because either none of it's gotten made or it's still in some sort of weird development loop, so, uh, yeah. It's great. Right. We got an auxiliary topic. Um, I, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, what? Oh. Overrated films. Do what? What do you in the mean hard by sci-fi. overrated, like... I've got, um, I got three for like you. Like, critically rated movies? Okay, here's, here's okay, my Okay, yeah, show me something. All right, here's my three. And here's the fucked up thing, is that this first one, I actually really enjoy this movie, but I think it's overrated. First one would be Scream. And I say it's overrated because... Mm. Was the movie that... I mean, the movie was great. I, I saw it in the theater when it came out. I loved it. I walked it. I was like, this is fucking fantastic. But was it so fantastic that we needed that many imitations afterwards? Like, Scream ruined <laughs> horror movies in the 90s. Yeah, okay. I will give you that. It did. And I love Wes Craven. But, but that, it was such a big movie. Because I remember being... I agree. So it's like, is it overrated? I don't know. Yeah. Did it ruin a lot? Yes. Yes. Look what it did. It, it wasn't so good that we needed that many imitations. This is a the movie... The 90s at- was so weird. Oh, I forgot. I saw the 90s are fucking weird. Wait, wait, wait. We forgot. You forgot you saw what? One more, man. I watched it. Oh, man. Speaking movie. of 90s, it's pretty bad. But the but that is a good 90s movie, and I feel like in a sea of bad 90s movies. You know, that's Stephen King's first uh, short story collection. Night Shift? Yeah. Uh, Night Shift, yeah. Based on, there, there was a... That Victor, story is wildly different. There was a, a Victor Laval review of, um, of of the newest Stephen King book in, in I think, the New York Times, and he, he mentioned that, and I was like, holy shit, I don't think I've ever read Night Shift. And so I got it, and I realized Lawnmower Man was one of the... Did you story really? in it? No, I haven't gotten to it yet. It's, Did you it's later, watch it? It's later Did you book. remember? I you remember from, it? A, from being a kid, but I... Well, I Stephen King sued New Line. Oh, really? Over Lawnmower Man? Because yeah. of... Because they, oh, they, they wow. called Stephen King's Lawnmower Man. And, like, the first off, the the, the script wasn't originally written, called Lawnmower Man, but they were like, because he's fucking mowing lawns, they were like, whoa, we can tie this into this. it's kind of rude. It's a Be- rude title. Because the, the Stephen <laughs> King story is, like, so fucking different. It's, like, it's awesome. It's yeah. creepy. And, and funny, too. Um... But it's nothing like it. There's no virtual reality. There's no... We know what I mean? Like, it just seems like they just tapped well, on a title. Well, that's my vote for underrated movie. That's good. Okay. But here's my... Here's, but Scream is overrated. I what, feel like One More Man is underrated. Okay. Even though, you know, they stole it. Here's a here's an overrated movie, though. And yeah. I know we're going to argue about this, and I can't wait. Oh, what is it? Event Horizon. No! What do you mean overrated? Yes. It's so it's overrated. N- it's underrated. No. Come I spent... 
I didn't see when it come out, came out, and then it was uh, didn't it? It didn't do much. It's on. If you, you know talk, it's a better version of Event Horizon. No. Sunshine. What? That's Sunshine, what I heard. Sunshine is the same movie, only better. I don't know if I've seen it. So, Event Horizon is directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah. But like Alien vs. Predator dude. The like, shitty the, the, the he's a garbage yeah, Paul Anderson. I, he, he's a garbage man. He's a trash he's a trash yeah, man. That's what I said too. That's and that but everybody I know, if you mention Event Horizon, like, oh man, we fucked me up. Finally yeah. I saw it in my twenties and I was like, This is terrible. Cause like No, I, what's it Sam Neil? Like, yeah, like Sam I have such great. wonderful space and he's horror, got no I eyes really and love, he's like I, mean, I have such wonderful things. But when everybody says you. like oh I love space horror. When they're like Yeah, I do too, but when they're like, This is Hellraiser in space. Yeah, I'm like, Fuck it yes. is Hellraiser. I think there is a Hellraiser that's in space. Though. Yeah, there is. There? Right. Is there really? Than, yeah, there's no. better than Event Horizon. But there's no. the best part of Event Horizon is like a 10 second clip, like that scene where they're watching that weird like the, all the other passengers of the other ship like going yeah. crazy and having that weird like murder orgy. Yeah, I'm like, I want to see Latin. more of the murder. Yeah, I want to see more of that. Yeah. I don't want to fucking see the dude from Dead at 21, Jack Noseworthy. That's right, him running around like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Sam Neill like. I love Sam Neill, but he is so fucking ridiculous. Is Sam Neill no. a good actor? That is, yes. that is the question I yes. want to sidebar. Wait, did you see uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People? Yes, it was Did cute. you see In the Mouth of Madness? It was adorable. <laughs> here's the thing. Did like, you see Jurassic Park? I, I, yes, thank you. I, 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 I think he's fucking awful in Jurassic Park. I, here, here's the thing. Is like, what? I can't yeah. tell if Sam Neill is a good or a bad actor. He's one of the people like Nicolas Cage where you're like, is he, is he faking yeah. this one or is he really is doing Nicolas it Nicolas Cage one? brilliant or... I think Nicolas Cage is kind of I honestly can't tell. I mean, like, you know, Nicolas Cage you know, says that he's doing modern kabuki. He's a different type of acting. It's not naturalistic, and I, and I buy that actually. I think there's yeah, a lot of movies I'm... you can make that argument about. But Sam Neill is like okay. So Sam, the, <laughs> I, the, I, for me, there's like it, you, you instead of being like you know like, okay, there's like two categories of Sam Neill performances. Like half of the movies are here and half of the movies are here. I say there's two categories of Sam Neill performances. All of them are here, and then this tiny sliver other category is Possession, where he is a fucking genius. Possession okay. is. One of the most out, wild performances by two actors uh, I've ever seen. I, I as much as I don't like this movie, I think Omen Three is really good, and he's he's in it. In it, uh, he's yeah, he plays Damien as like an adult. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was, it's mm, but it's got he's good in it, and then uh, Jurassic Park. Look, I totally believe. Every, I think it's a great every bullshit pseudo archaeology or you know or you know um, fucking why am I drawing a blank on what a fucking expert on paleontologist paleontologist thank you (laughs) every bullshit paleontologist thing he says I'm like yep I believe it yeah he's believable he's he's believable he's I I will say that I love Jeff Goldblum more in that movie of course but I buy Sam Neill more as a paleontologist than I buy Jeff Goldblum as a as As a a chaos chaos scientist of course you do I love love Jeff Goldblum I mean, like, it is an actual discipline, but there's, it's also fucking ridiculous. There's I mean, no science in anything Jeff Goldblum says. The only scientific fact in that movie is that he's he, a looks pretty, he looks pretty badass when he's just sitting there, like, casually injured and, like, with his, you know, he looks pretty rad. But Sam Neill, on the other hand, <laughs> is, uh, I buy it. And then In the Mouth of Madness, I think he's fantastic. Um, I have not seen the Taika Waititi movie, but I heard, oh, I, I, love I it's, it. it's very cute. That's and my, it's yeah, very endearing. that, uh, the kid who's in, um, The Hunt for the World of People is in Deadpool too. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard. Like the villain, weirdly, in yeah. Deadpool. But I, um, I, I, I think Sam Neill's great, but I thought Event Horizon was just... Wait, are we not going to talk about his performance in Possession? But that's not an overrated movie. Right. No, no, but like, I mean, that is like... Like it is the one. I think he's a good actor. For him, I do to too. me, as an actor, I, I don't know. That performance is fucking incredible. I mean, Isabel Johnny is better because she holds more of the movie on her back. But like, I, it's like all those things that we talk about about like you know David Lynch movies about people doing sort of performances that are not naturalistic or whatever, are not sort of like conventional, yeah. you know, dramatic acting or whatever what we expect from from movies. Uh, that movie. Pushes its actors. Apparently, Isabella Johnny, uh, you know, was gonna commit suicide after that film really? because it like drained so much out of her. I mean, like that's yeah. The uh, the scene where he goes in and and confronts the lover mm-hmm. in possession, and they have this like weird kind of kung fu dance together. That ends up with I think Sam Neill's broken nose. I I don't know. Whatever. Sam Sam Neill is great forever scared, because but he's of possession. Always, yeah. But he's no good in Event Horizon. I don't Nobody think that's the, right. You have a bunch of great no actors. So off topic. You have a bunch <laughs> of great actors who are who are being so poorly directed by a poor director. Wait, Fishburne's in that. Right? Oh yeah, he Fishburne's is. Fishburne's in it. Yeah. Um, 
Sam Neill, the dude from Jack Noseworthy. I keep. I always want. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. Is. is he the one who gets locked out in space? Yes, he was in okay. that show Dead at Twenty One, that MTV's version of like we want to do like a weird cyberpunk like weekly show. Yeah. And, like, he was the lead in that. I remember that because they played like whatever MTV was trying to push, like Nine Inch Nails. They would throw that in, like you know, they would throw that into the the yeah into the episode. But um, like there's good actors in that movie that just I mean the movie just is is I still think Samuel's good in it. He's good in and it. And the effects are stupid. They're so it was like that time when people it's hadn't locked. They were excited about CGI, but they hadn't quite yeah. figured That's it CGI out. Blood. You should watch Independence out. Day again. Oh if you're, no. If you want to see <laughs> But um, but no, I, I I would just say my plug for Event Horizon Sunshine. It's Demi Boyle also is a trash man, not as much so as Paul. Demi <laughs> as as <laughs> but Alex man. Garland is a great writer. Yeah. Um, you know, I loved his ex, book. Ex Machina most recently, or not yeah. most recently? What the, what's the uh, most yeah, Annihilation. Annihilation most recently? Yeah. I remember. Hey, look, I, mean, I, I read. I, his best scripts. Wait, so the, what else? Sometime. Oh, what else? I'm ready. Is, oh, oh. Okay, that was yeah. that was two. Wait, hang on. Before we go to the third one, I'm just gonna say. I don't like either of the movies you guys just said were overrated. What was the first one? Scream. 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 Oh, yeah. You don't like Scream? I don't like Scream. You don't like it? I don't don't like Scream and I don't like... I think Scream is an interesting case study, but I don't think it's very good. No, I like Scream. Um, Kevin Williamson, also a garbage man. Okay, here's here's one. Blair Witch Project. I think it's overrated. I don't know how I feel about that. For that found footage movie... I, I saw it, like, three times when it came out. I don't think I've watched it since. Because, you know, you get tired of you the found footage. Lo- because then it became a huge thing. Yeah. yeah, but is Blair Witch overrated? I don't think so. Is found footage overrated? Probably, but yes, you, at this was, point. But here's the thing is that Blair Witch, I think it's overrated because it gets all this credit for, like, oh, my God, it was just, like, it blew everybody's minds. It was this found footage movie. It's like, hey, it wasn't the first. No, it but it's the one that launched it into popularity, Oblivion. But it was like pre like mega studio marketing, yeah. Like, like where, where like marketing became this like, ooh, we're gonna do a viral thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I like, there was a website that I thought it was real for a second. I know. You know? The thing is, yeah, that, that, that was impossible a few, now. Yeah, right? like you couldn't do that. You couldn't get away with it. Someone had figured it out on Reddit, and they'd be like, no, 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 no. But I would, I would argue that, like that you, they got away with it. I think that's part of what makes it so interesting. It was also the first DVD I ever owned, so like I watched it multiple times and uh-huh. like, decent resolution. And That's it was interesting like, to me because you know? I feel like that movie for me, I saw it twice in the theater when it came out. First time I was like, yeah! And the second time I was like, oh my fucking god. Stop fucking crying. Stop fucking doing this. Fucking figure out where you are and then, oh why? Just turn I'm, around. I'm like that Some in every movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, it's like, it, it just, it drives me nuts because it just doesn't have, it does, I don't feel like it holds up on it. But you, you watch it multiple times. But I think there's a I, difference between ho- having being held up and being overrated. But when a movie, time. but when a movie like has the stature that Blair Witch has, the point where they just released another one like what last year, yeah, you know, it. I think it needs to, it needs to hold up more than one viewing. I, I think all all the movies you mentioned are well, the, the you know, Scream and, and Blair Witch are seminal sort of yeah. horror films from our youth. And they're important historically. Neither of them are particularly good films. Um, <laughs> Scream's good. I just don't think it's... Uh, I do think Scream's I good. I think Scream is good. But too. Scream also leans way too heavily on Halloween. Uh, yeah. It needs Halloween to make it work. I just think it's one of those things, like, it's, a, it's a horror orthodoxy says Scream is good, but, like, it, go, watch it closely. It's not that fucking good. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, Event Horizon is objectively garbage, and that's why it's a B-movie. I agree with that. Um, it's my favorite garbage. But, 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 but I mean, now, here, here, before we move on, just one, one quick what, what do you think it was about the uh, Blair Witch uh, remake? Didn't see it. I did we see it? Did I see it? I saw it in Oklahoma, so no, you didn't. All right. Uh, I feel like I did see it, and I I did go to the movie theater because I'll see anything basically. Yes, you will. And I did remember watching it. I don't think I cared though to remember the it. Fact so that's that you the can't thing. even remember tells me everything. I, it was basically the same thing though. It was like a found footage. It was like little less. It was more. Per- uh, I but I feel like what you're saying, Mickey, is that like the, the first iteration of Blair Witch was like kind of like uh, formless. It was like artless. It was like here's just a bunch of people crying in front of. Is that why whatever. you're saying it was overrated? I, I could be wrong, but but I, I don't think the remake was. I think the remake is a better movie. I think, I think in terms it of is, craftsmanship, I think it's a better movie. I don't I have a problem. I don't have a problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with like the the. And here's the thing: is that like when I say overrated, I don't necessarily mean I don't like. I just mean that I feel like I feel like it gets it's overrated. Too much credit. Too much credit. And Blair Witch one. Gets way too much credit because, again, it wasn't the first found footage film. There have been better. 
beforehand that don't get credit. I feel like Wonder Woman's overrated. That's what I want to... Okay, I disagree with you, but go for it. I don't... I, <laughs> I'm like, wait, now I have to come up with yeah, the reason you do. why I think so. I don't know. I mean, I... I, uh, this could be, too, a product of my burnt-out political views at this point, but honestly, it's, like, being commended as this, like, women, like, director and women first, and, you know, I get it, but it's just the same as fucking every other movie that came out. It is. It's the exact same sure. show. It's the same movie repeated. I enjoyed Wonder Woman I a lot, but I do feel like that... The last ten pages of that script, somebody spilled coffee yeah, on. And they just, were like, "There's nothing." Just shoot something. No, it's just super that, that's, special that, about that, it. Though. That is the, the the third act that you have in these movies. Even Guardians of the Galaxy, even the really good comic movies, they have this thing where you're like, "Okay, yes, like, like the moral quandary of the movie is is like kind of over by the end of the second act, and now we have to have a big stupid fucking space battle like with <laughs> with, with a bunch of CGI and shit. And, like that's just what it is. And you're like, "Yeah, you're like, okay, of course." Like the god of Whatever the fuck, I can't even remember it. Honestly, Wonder Woman. Who will honestly come down and actually fight Wonder Woman? You're like, yes, of course it yeah. does. Who gives a shit? I didn't have a problem with that. I had you a problem with him uttering the words, girl, I will destroy you. I the trash and the then take Ragnarok. Uh, I, but here's the thing about I Ragnarok. I love him. Taiga TV. I love yeah. him. I love him too. But Chris Hemsworth, whatever, is not... It's not what? Great, good. Yeah, but he plays Thor good. Thor is a buffoon. He's just muscle. Gal Gadot plays Wonder Woman good. No, fuck Al Gadot, rape apologist, bitch. IDF. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right, that's why yeah, you don't like her. A, no, I, well, I don't, but uh, I do think that Wonder Woman is, is overrated. Um, but but you didn't like the stuff where it's like the beginning part where, where there's like the, the like her like coming to learn about Earth, and there's, that's always fun, It right? was funny, it was you fun, know, but like, it does, it's not, a, it's not like enough fun, for right? me to be like, wow, what a great film, like, wow... I don't think it was revolutionary. Yeah, I, that's what and, it's and overrated, I, but people are talking about it like it I is. I think I think the re well, I think the reason why it isn't so much the story itself as much as here is a female director. It, it's tragic how yeah, many but female there, directors. There's like so much attention on that fact only. But I think that's important though. Well, there. Think about how many better women. Female there have been a lot of there have been a lot of like blockbusters. Supposed blockbusters or, or block movies that were intended to be blockbusters that shit the bed, and that movie did not. And so I think the reason why like that, that female director is elevated is because it's not like, oh, what a, what a wild transition from Monster to but Wonder Woman. But I still don't think that it, I get that it's a big budget movie. It's it's a first for a, a woman director, but that doesn't make it better than the because other movie. Well, here, no, I, 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 but I, I don't think, think it's better. a bad I movie. I mean, like, especially compared to the other movies in the DC universe. Expe- yeah, I was going to say, oh, well, okay, 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 if you're comparing it to DC, but, but yes, but and they're all trash, I'm not comparing but... it to, I'm comparing to Zack Snyder, who, that guy can screw yeah, up consistently, I... and he still gets another but chance. But you're still not, I still think it's yeah. overrated. He's really failed saying, up for it, hasn't he? I'm going to say, if Wonder Woman had failed, Patty Jenkins would not be directing another big budget movie like that. Where Zack Snyder can fail multiple times, they'll be like, yeah, just that's, give another that's one. That's fair. But that's, that's not why I think it's a big deal. Very good point. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but I think the movie's still I don't think related. it should be a big deal. Yeah. But well, I think I, yeah. that it, 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 unfortunately, it is. Because. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess my, my, my uh, hesitation here is because, like, I don't like the movie because the woman the, because the woman directed it. I, I agree that. I agree. It's a good movie. I thought it was good, too. I, I, and it's a good superhero movie, especially for the DC universe. Yeah, but you were not comparing well, it to the... terrible. Movie. Yeah, no, I mean, Including every... the Nolan movies, in my opinion, you know. Oh, uh, whatever. They're all fucking trash. You hate... He hates Nolan. He's a whole... You, too! Fuck both of you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love Batman Begins. I okay. love Dark Knight. I He's fuck... a Nolan hater. Dark Knight Rises is... The, the wrong movie was shown in that movie. Like, I don't want to see Bruce Wayne leaving the pit and getting back to Gotham City not, like, oh, he jumps out, and then suddenly he shows up in Gotham. How the fuck does that happen? Listen, that, listeners, the only Nolan that matters is Matthew Nolan, the one who murdered a bunch of pe- murdered a guy in Costa Rica or something. Look did it he? up. Wikipedia, Wait, the third Nolan brother. He's the only one that matters. The other two are garbage men. No, I like Josh. He's the only one who's actually achieved anything. He writes for uh, Westworld. There's yes, one who did Westworld, which is also fucking Westworld. No, you don't. Did you even watch this? You don't like the first. Well, how yes, much I'm the watching first the second season. season. I'm watching the second did season. Did you watch the first season? Fin- I haven't even started the second season yet. They're both trash. They're I love not. the first season, though. He just do. doesn't want to think. But I love that the, the one Nolan brother that's he great is the murderer. He wants to be entertained only. Are what are we talking about? <laughs> are underrated now or are we underrated now? Uh, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, well, are we underrated real quick? Uh, besides 
every movie Horizon. that we ever fucking cover that in in the, on the podcast because I feel like all of our movies that we cover are underrated to some degree. It, it is, but in our in the genre, it is not. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, one that we haven't covered, I will throw it out there. Uh, John, no, I'm not going to do John Carpenter's Vampires. Um, oh, thank see, you. Thank you. It's not uh, good. Ravenous. I think it's criminally yeah. underrated. I've never seen it. Ravenous? Who did it? Uh, it sounds like Bird. Yeah, she died. Uh, Robert Carlyle, Guy Pierce. It is fucking awesome. It sounds familiar. I like uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, real quickly, plays a Civil War um, soldier who, like, he faked being dead. Because he was too, he was a fucking chicken shit, and he got yeah. brought in, and like on, you know, over enemy lines, and then when everybody was sleeping, he woke up and he fucking massacred all the guys, and so he gets promoted. But the military knows that, like, look, you're getting promoted, but we know you're a giant fucking pussy because you you faked being dead, like, and didn't, you know, you dishonorably fucking saved the day. So they, they send him to this outpost, uh-huh. and uh, and it's fucking rad. And Robert Carlyle plays this guy. Long story short, it's about cannibalism. It's basically Highlander instead of cutting off people's heads. <laughs> you eat them and you absorb their oh, like. That's cool. I like it, it is fucking ridiculously violent, awesome, like totally gory. And the dude from Blur did all the the score. Really? Yeah, it is Weird. worth checking out. It is fucking awesome. That is my pick for underrated. Okay. And it's a genre film because it's a weird horror comedy and David Arquette's in it. And come on, how many? And come on, what are you? How, are you defending him? Scream. He's great in Scream. He's probably the best part of all the Scream movies. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Um, <laughs> These aren't good. This is like your Keanu thing. David Arquette's criminally he's underrated. No, he's not. Yeah, uh, you just don't like him because for no reason. I like David Arquette. I don't think he's a good actor. Oh, my God. No, he's not Olivier. But what is... Okay. <laughs> underrated. Matt, Underrated. I, I don't know, plug a recent movie, which you probably can't find anywhere, because uh, it was on, like, two screens, but uh, this movie, Gemini. Oh, yeah, Zoe Kravitz. I didn't see it, though. You did. And that sucks, because I, I wanted... I, I thought it was... You, wait, you, who, who's you? Me or him? Yo, you, yeah. Matt. Matthew. Yeah, yeah no, it, I, I, I thought it was fucking fantastic. I mean, like, I it, it was, like, the best of, like, the sort of, you know... Raymond Chandler, Ross McDonald, kind of like L.A. noir stuff, and, and like they, he managed to like update it in a way that was really satisfying. And um, and the two leads are just the most charismatic people acting in the world right now. It's just so Zoe fun Kravitz. to watch. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz I love and, her. And, um, Can't help it. Uh, what's her name? Fuck fuck. Uh, from uh, oh uh, Nicole Kidman. No, just no, that's her, <laughs> most out in the jungle. What's her name? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, no! Shit. Uh, yeah, she has red hair? Brendan Fraser. Uh, yeah, it's Brendan Fraser. I'm just throwing He's names really, out. Really good. <laughs> we'll Underrated <get> actor. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah, in Airheads, and that's it. Um. <laughs> no. What's that movie where he's, like, in the bomb shelter? Blast from the Past. Yeah, yeah. Past. yeah fucking yes. great. Yes. movie. There you go. There's your uh, underrated. Um, well, here's the funny thing. is This will be a great segue, and we'll, we can finally cover our main topic. Because uh, I can never, I can't think of anybody who's actually underrated and overrated at the same time. Yeah, which is it's Dario Argento, who yeah. I love. But then there's, but he, there's moments where you like you see like Suspiria, and you're like, fuck yes. Yeah. And then there's moments where you see like Mother of Tears, which is in the same like uh, trilogy of of, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, is this the same guy? Yeah. And I feel like the movie we just watched is that perfect happy, is that happy medium in where between. It's, like, it's totally in between. Brilliance and trash. Yeah, and um, that's opera. Yeah, it's 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 weird because he's so careless in some points and then so articulate in yes. others. Thank <laughs> you. That is actually the best way to describe yeah. Dario Gento. Very careless and very meticulous. Yeah, at- it's just absurd, but it's brilliant. Like, the whole time you're making fun... Th- that's what I like about a lot of his movies is half the time you're making fun of it and then half the time you're in awe of the beautiful parts yeah. of it. You know, it's just... it's. I don't make fun of Suspiria, I can't. I, no, I, that's that's probably the only movie, but everything else there's, like, pieces of, like... I think movies... Absurdity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, to give a quick rundown, it is a, uh, a movie about a woman who gets basically promoted to the lead of a operatic version of Macbeth. She's going to play Lady Macbeth. We all know that Macbeth is like a cursed production. Mm-hmm. It's been whatever, blah, 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 blah. And um, people are murdering. People are getting murdered. And we don't know why or who's doing it. Um, and it's all for her. It's kind of got a weird Phantom of the Opera aspect to yeah. it. Where it's like, 
you know, the killer's clearly doing it for her, but he's doing that really cool thing where he's make, forcing her to watch all this stuff, and, like, yeah. she can't close her eyes or she'll get... Needled. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really dig that. Because your eyelids are the most important part of opera singing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, but... but it was, his, it was fairness, the way of forcing her to watch. In fairness, every time, like, Even the, though, they were doing that whole stuff with the eyes, you both were like, oh! Because, like, yeah, like, it comes close to, like... your eyeballs? Um, no, it's true. But, uh, I... I do enjoy... I did enjoy this movie. Um, I really like the fact that there... I like the moments where it's clearly autobiographical. We were talking about yeah. this. Where he's like... You know, because Argento... Out. Yeah, Argento was was trying to make a production of Macbeth, like a, an, you know, a stage version. And it went... It was a nightmare. And uh, I'm sure one of the criticisms that he got was, oh, you're just a horror director. Which the director yeah. in opera gets that same criticism for his production of... <laughs> And it's like, it's clearly, you know, and, and there's a one point where I think you think the director is going to be the hero, and I'm like, oh my god, Dario Argento. You just think he's going to be the killer for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, um, I mean, it's, it's your typical Argento film, though. Like, it's, it's logic is thrown out the window, especially how they, they catch the killer, which, without giving anything <laughs> away, here's the thing is, in Phenomenal, which was before opera, and then opera, like these two movies... He has this great deus ex machina that he throws uh-huh. in where he's just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at this point. I don't know how to end this. I'm going to throw in the most radical finale ever. And um, he certainly does that in opera. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. I, in, its, in its craziness. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, he, uh, it's very, I, think it's, I think opera is really, Phenomena and opera are both very autobiographical. In Phenomena... There's this whole story that Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Connelly's character talks about, about her mother leave, her mother gets a phone call on Christmas Day and walks out the door and never comes back because it was her lover on the phone, and she left on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That actually happened to Dario Argento when he was a kid, his mom, which, now that I just said that out loud, makes me go, yeah. oh, there's his problem with women, is that every it's woman him. in his film are his mother, you know? <laughs> um, and then opera, which is, like, about his career, you know, where, yeah. like... Um, I think even if we hadn't known about his him trying to do stage work, I would say that he it was autobiographical in the sense that like you know here's a guy who like visually he's fucking amazing, but he gets so yeah shit on Tight. by like critics and everything being like well, who the fuck is you know what I mean yeah like, oh horror director yeah. yeah exactly and and I would say Suspiria is one of those examples where you're like fuck this is like an art film yeah that just happens to also be a horror movie. Um, what do you guys? I think it it is it's 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 weird because you have to give it credit, but it's also kind of ridiculous at points. Very ridiculous. Um, I really like it though, but I like th- I really like a lot of the ridiculous parts of his movies, <laughs> you know, that are like kind of laughable, but it's still brilliant. So I don't know. And this really does have two of those. I just realized. Yeah, There's it does, but it's scene. less. Yeah, oh, where they're like talking about like. Girl, people whose name starts with S's and then the girls are start hissing at each other. I don't know if you remember that part, but it's a really, everybody, when we saw it in the theater, everybody yeah. laughs. But there's a reason behind that is because everybody in Suspiria was supposed to be, there's supposed to be little, younger girls, mm-hmm. but they were like, no, oh, we can't get away with that. So they changed it to older girls, but they kept the same dialogue. So you're like, why are these fucking teenage girls, ta- or these like girls in their late teens, early 20s, talking as if they're like 13 years old? Yeah. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> And the fact that Udo Kier, and I just drives me nuts, is that he gets dubbed in, in Suspiria. Yeah, and it's this it's terrible funny. American voice. <laughs> when Udo Kier's voice is so... He speaks English. Yeah. Can, and it's awesome. Like, he's got such a wonderful, fascinating voice yeah. that, like, I just love listening to him. Like, I I will I admit, I will watch Blade and rewind his parts. Just... Like, it's awesome. <laughs> um, but, Matt? I, I've been struggling for a metaphor for what, what I think Argento is, and, and it's like, it's he's kind of like the wild man. He's like Kramer or something. You know, like, he comes uh-huh. in, he doesn't make a damn lick of sense, but, like, occasionally he'll just kind of, like, you know, like, in the show, not the real guy who plays Kramer, obviously. Yeah. But, like, in the show, you know, he kind of stumbles in and then has these kind of, like, amazing moments of clarity or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's like a... The other comparison I was thinking was like um, the character from Rushmore who's got these like extremely outlandish Max Fisher, yeah. Max yeah. these, like, extremely outlandish ambitions but like the reality is that he's like nowhere close to achieving them and I think that's what's so fun about Argento is that like he is 
just utterly incompetent at like the most basic aspects <laughs> of filmmaking. Just like introducing a protagonist, like you know, yeah. like, like like filming a dialogue scene between two people that feels like human interaction. You know what I mean? Like, like just simple covers that doesn't fucking cross the line accidentally. You know, like there's, there's a lot of basic stuff that he's very, very, very bad at and has been bad at for his entire career. And it doesn't seem to give a shit about. And yet there are these kind of moments that are so transcendent, like the weird bird montage in opera. Yeah. Uh, where, where you're just like, I, I mean, like, this isn't what a sane human being who's given the resources to direct a film <laughs> would do. But it's magical because no one else would do it because it's fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Which, you know? to go with your Max Fisher analogy, like, that's the one thing is that, yes, his 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 ambition is, is massive, but he's the only one at his age in that school who are putting on those productions, and he's like, you know what I mean? Like, and when you watch the reactions of, like, Bill Murray and everybody else, like, mm-hmm. same thing with Dario Gento, where it's like, yeah, and, and I don't think it's that he's, because I do think he introduces his protagonist really well in Suspiria, in Phenomena, I just don't think he cares about the protagonist in opera. I think he cares more about the director. You know, I think he cares yeah. more about himself in opera. Yeah. And I kind of love that, that he's, like, so, like, I don't I'm give sorry. a shit about the story. I give a shit about what I can do. <laughs> but, like, um, a competent person would have just written that character, written that script from the director's perspective yeah. instead of writing it from this female protagonist's perspective, which he does not give a shit about. Uh, and his daughter was the one who fucking blew the lid on, uh, or was one people blew the lid yeah. on Harvey yeah. Weinstein. So, wow, you know, like... Um, Daria Nicolotti, who's my one of, in my top ten of all time crushes, she plays. At this point, she had broken up with him, uh-huh. and so she was like, she didn't want to be in the movie. But then she was like, all right, I'll do it. But um, she was convinced, just like she was in Phenomena, that he was trying to kill her. On, yeah. And, and you know what? That's probably like that could possibly be true. He probably was like, I just gotta stop casting because I'm just it's not working. Yeah. Like I just can't pull the I just can't get it done. You know. <laughs> but um, guy hates women. <laughs> yeah. But he loves them too. Yeah, he does. It's one of those. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see the movie issues. that proved that Dario Gento loved women. No, he says it. He yeah, straight up Jess, says it. Me and Jess saw him. He they well. asked him a question about filming Suspiria, and he's like, "I love women." It's kind of like that thing. Like, <laughs> We're like, it's kind of like, okay. like the Michelle Wolf joke about like Harvey, Harvey Weinstein being a ladies' man. It's like yeah, uh, you, you could say that technically. That's one way to he, phrase it. He it was. I, I thought it was, like, a, such a great moment of him when they were, like, he's, like, women are beautiful, I love them. I would challenge you to make a video essay that, from Ooh. his films that demonstrated that. I know. You saw him at the Egyptian and they just carted him out. He's jet-lagged. I know. This he's one. fucking old. Old, yeah. I mean, he looks like a corpse, you know? And he has no idea where he is, probably. And they're just after, <laughs> They're firing off questions to him, and he's just, like... You know, his English, he sounds like, I mean, this is true. Yeah, he like, sounds like a The few old... times I've talked to my grand, my grandparents in Italy before yeah. they had, that's who he sounds like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like my grandparents. So like, their poor English and my poor Italian just, like, yeah. mixing together was beautiful. <laughs> and that's what Dario Gento is. I think yeah. he's my grandparents. But we, we were talking about this earlier, and I think we pointed out the fire, maybe I pointed out the fire in the movie, and there's a, there's a sort of climactic scene that involves a, a room catching on fire. And I was like, oh, I watched that whole Fahrenheit 451 movie on HBO, and I don't think there's a single real fire effect in that whole movie. I think it's all VFX, and it all looks like garbage. And, and you're like, oh, like, 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 Argento had the, like, resources to, like, light a room on fire and have his main actor in there. And we also talked about that thing earlier where we were like, oh, he's got, he's got two scenes where it's, like, an entirely full opera house. Like, yeah. These are the resources that, like, most modern filmmakers don't get. <laughs> yeah. And, but, like, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal back then, and I don't know that we... I don't think that he or anyone else anticipated his movies being as yeah. closely scrutinized now sure. as we're scrutinizing them. You know what I mean? Like, it's because of Tarantino and because of other sort of, like, you know, film historical revisionists who have gone yeah. back and been like, Argento's important, and we're kind of like, yeah, I guess. And so we, like, we like examine his movies closely, and, like, yeah, by, like, our, like, Hollywood standards, like, the Hollywood narrative standards, it's like, yes, they don't hold up, they're, they're sort of, they're sort of incompetent, but, like, I love them. there's moments of brilliance in them that are... Yeah. I don't love anything post-opera. I really, yeah. I haven't seen Trauma, but I haven't, I don't love anything post-opera, but... I don't think I've seen anything. Oh, uh, I mean, like I said, Mother of Tears is really bad, Giallo with Adrian Brody, uh, do you like Hitchcock? I mean, he's just, he's, lo- he's not the same director he was. No. He loses he... his touch, but I, I will close this discussion, because I know we're, we're gonna wrap up, but... Yeah. Um... Ooh, overrated. Well, I <laughs> overrated. don't. I don't. Just now kidding. I'm starting to wonder if he is. What if it's not that he's incompetent or like as a storyteller? What if he's very competent? He's actually making a commentary about uh, police 
Because the police officers in 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 opera are useless. Well, uh, a lot medical of professionals take their take the law into their own hands. And in a few movies, they're like, "No, I'm but, detective." What I'm saying is like everybody police in this, are incompetent. All the all the professionals in this movie are very shitty at their jobs. Yeah. The, the, the medical professionals doing the autopsy at the end, which won't give anything away, but they <laughs> prove to be completely fucking useless. Maybe it's not that he's being like a bad writer. Is maybe he's saying is like. I think cops are stupid. He's I think done, doctors yeah. are stupid. And I'm going to... You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's Women a... Women are stupid? Maybe he's a genius. Uh, maybe not that part. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I challenge you to watch the scene that takes place in the sewing room in opera and tell me... Uh, that this man has a plan for how he makes movies. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like he's just, I feel like he's just flying by the seat of his pants most of the time. That's what makes him great. Exactly. It's kind of like, it's like, if you didn't like skate on the edge, you wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I actually think Jess is right when she said yeah. in the beginning that he's like, he's careless and meticulous at the same time. He is a weird oxymoron where he's like, he's that fine line between being very underrated and oftentimes yeah. very overrated, and he just, he managed to be both. I, I feel like the meticulous part is the part that I object to. I think it's like the idea, the, it's like the, the idea of like the, the fine line between crazy and genius, like that's the part where I'm kind of like, it's that the feels same, right. yeah. I yeah. Mean, but meticulous it's, requires planning and logic, which I don't think there's a lot of going on it's, in here. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he paid attention to some things more than others, and that's the part that... Yeah, and the things... Like, they, there's a lot of, in, I feel like a lot of the... People dialogue is just like that camera whatever, work blah, is blah, blah, beautiful. blah, 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 and then shoot this, and this is camera like, work is unbelievable <laughs> yeah. in this movie. I mean, it is. It's and I mean yeah. that in a good way. It's like so that shot of the opera house where you're yeah. just like uh, the the point of view of a fucking bird. I know the point <laughs> of view. That is like that's the most like like sublime moment in the yeah. whole film where there's a, a bird is released into the audience. You're you're ostensibly seeing from the POV of the bird as it swoops over the <laughs> audience, and then you cut to a television somewhere else and there and on the television is that same shot yeah. of this like like kind of camera careening over this audience and then you just see like I think the star of the movie watching the performance and you're like wait that POV shot that was supposed to be like this like lyrical bird POV is also the thing that's on TV like what in God's name there's no logical connection but like but the, the poetic connection is yeah you know it's beautiful right yeah I agree insofar as you can call that poetry. So anyway, can't. it's great. <laughs> it is great. I think That's dr- what we're saying. They're wonderful. They're great dreams. They're, they're not movies as much as they're like, he just takes a chunk out of his fucking subconscious and throws yeah. it on screen and you just fucking roll with it. And I, I dig that. And it's cool that that was like a possibility back in the day. Like, I feel like that kind of filmmaking doesn't really exist anymore. No. Not Does at it? all. I don't know. I don't know. Not in, You're not going to see America. it in Deadpool 2, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so maybe it's maybe Deadpool 2 is the opera of comic book movies, but I got it. I'd wait to see it. All right. You well, know it's overrated Harry Potter. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I like that it made kids learn how to read. That's, That's cool. a shame that it was, I mean... Is that what made kids learn how to read? I thought, like... But I kids, guess like, we're like all... popular. Yeah. I guess it's better than Twilight. I don't know. And you know what's underrated? This podcast. Yeah, you're right. You totally should tell your underrated. friends. Yeah, be the cool guy. Talk about. If, if you're at a wedding and they ask if anybody objects, just raise your hand anyway and, and tell them to listen to the podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Suitable time. That seems like yeah. a good, good venue for it. Well, um, Jess, I'm gonna, I, I'm tired. It's late. It is late. It's late here in in yeah. Los Angeles. Two o'clock. Two a.m. Yeah. We so really uh, did it. Yeah, we did it. Guys, we did it together. Thank you for indulging all of our bullshit. You know what else is overrated is true romance. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Did you rate true romance highly? That would be not good. Alright. Oh, right. oh, we, we did it. We found it. We the got, sweet spot. We're up. We're at it. No, we gotta kidding. go. We're we done. Ha- yeah. We have to wrap up. I can't believe you just said true romance is amazing. Good night. Uh, good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Close your eyes.
true star. And no matter how hard you try, you won't be able to close your eyes. Director Dario Argento brings fear. Don't leave me alone. I'm afraid. Passion. Obsession. And murder to a perfect pitch. The final note is a real killer.